Hey, thank you guys for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. And scared. And I'm just scared, Joel. I'm sorry. <laughs> you startled me. <laughs> I thought you were. I said, Are, are you, you ready? And I said, Yeah, because that's yep. how I answer everything. And yep. then I start the show and you jumped. <laughs> you you got to like wave your hand at me first. We so, need a hand yeah. signal. I'm, I'm waving my hand. Are <laughs> okay. you ready? Yep. Hey, thank you guys oh for listening. Oh, my God. Oh, scared Jesus me again. Uh, I, was more sc- I was more scared that time watching you. Why were you more scared? <laughs> We are uh, middle-aged to me. We sure are. Wow, we're really bad this week. Uh, I'm Cash. I'm Joel. That's Joel. And we are back with episode 10. 10. So we're on our third. Uh, we've had two gruesome murders. I thought you were going to say our third podcast. because like, Our third podcast our... ever. Uh, third or fourth. I, I was, Tenth episode of our third or fourth podcast. I was podcast. talking to somebody about uh, like our podcast history. Sure. Like how we started at the Rough Sets thing. Mm-hmm. and and like I completely forgot about the everything is awful, nothing is good. <laughs> I was like I remembered it like the next day and I was like, Holy fuck, we had that one too. That was the rock bottom, I think. That yeah. was when we hit. We were just like, you know what? Life is the worst. <laughs> like, let's just get together. You would be sad together, dude. Basically have a therapy yeah. session publicly. With Freebird and Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. For- <laughs> and they just kinda look at us like Jesus. Yeah. Christ. So but now we're on the murders. Yeah. We've gotten over our thing, our self-pity. We're like, let's let's talk about people getting We know murdered. who we are. We're middle-aged and we're mediocre. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the last two podcasts, uh, we've been getting a lot of, uh, seems like a lot of good feedback on them. People are digging them. Good. So, uh, I've threatened a lot of people. Hey, man, you keep threatening. <laughs> yeah. Do you need me to give you any knives when you leave tonight? I'm using spoons. Uh that's whatever you whatever, I sharpen them in the knives for you, dude. but they started as spoons that's a lot of effort effort like yeah, extra effort, work yeah I can just give you a knife I don't sleep you like your spoon yeah. knives though okay. I'm a spoon whittler oh that's fine then. I'm not gonna step on your style yeah. you just keep getting us fourth generation whatever <laughs> whatever you gotta do look we couldn't afford knives okay my grandpa's grandpa so they had to buy spoons which are cheaper and they'd whittle them down the knives can I ask why spoons are cheaper Man, we ain't got time for all that, okay? I don't know. We're the, here to talk about murder. I don't know the intricacies of. <laughs> yeah, it, it's obvious. Wear. It's obvious, Cash. I you guess don't. so, man. One of these days, we're gonna have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to give me a lesson. Uh, <laughs> well, not today, cowboy. Oh, I got a, I got a serious question for you. Okay. I, okay. Really, a serious question. Um, I want like a real answer I'm good from at these. you. Okay, I want a real answer. Okay, real answer. Uh, but I'm going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to give you some terms. Okay. Because I really like to like control your answer. Sure. Basically. Uh, so, okay, the question is, uh, like, what's your greatest fear? The terms are, you can't say death. Okay. Or anything. Like, what's a tangible fear? Like, what's a thing that is like a exists, physical thing? What's your biggest fear? Probably people not liking me. That's not a tangible thing. It's not tangible? No, tangible is like What's tangible? Is that like a vegetable? Touch. Okay, I can touch tangible it. Tangible or vegetable or mineral, yeah. So I just went too deep. Yeah. I need to keep it like surface. Av- I want to avoid okay. the dying alone or whatever. <laughs> wow, goddamn. That's so like a... spiders, snake, roller coasters, clowns. Uh, <sighs> fear. Yeah, fear itself. Is an, is an no, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I'm and trying to think. Fear? I don't like. Dolls? I don't like roller coasters, but I don't know uh, if I'm scared of them. They're just like a phobia. Like you have a phobia of anything? Being asked questions, I don't know the answer okay, to. Like this has nothing to do with anything. I'm <laughs> yeah, just trying to. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm I trying to find out 
uh, I don't like snakes. A weakness? I'll, yeah. In case, I ever, <laughs> oh, okay. in case I ever have to turn against you. There's a lot. So a snakes. Yeah. I'll start with that. Definitely. Good. Okay. Yeah. Again, nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, trying... I don't like love to see spiders and stuff, but. Spiders and snakes. Perfect. I'm, yeah. I got stuff to work with here. As a host of Women, like, on the most part, you know, scared of all of them. He said snakes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> God damn! Give me up here. That's good. Here. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, that was high five was so, terrible. Uh, I fear high fives. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a murder podcast host, I'm preparing. <clears throat> so I'm just working on a profile for you. Okay. That's all, man. Snakes, That's all. Snakes, women, and spiders. Okay. Oh, my. All right. So, you want to get into it? Let's, yeah. Let's get into it, man. All right. Our story for this week what? Uh, takes place in 19... 19- Wait, what? Sh- shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Um, shut the fuck up? I mean... Sh- Why? I brought a story this time. You got a story? My whole notebook here. Did you take all those? I took a lot of notes. I wanted to... You've been doing this, you know, pretty much every episode of every podcast. You come prepared. You've got like a hundred pages. You have like 300 pages of notes. I have been working on this for a little while. I found this story, Holy and I shit. wanted to impress you. Well, I mean, to... I'm in... Oh, fuck. All right, I'll put my can, story aside We can for save that week. for next week or something, okay? All right, awesome. All right, cool. Okay. All right, this one's a little bit more recent. Yours has been, like, olden times with, with, like, Hitler and shit and, like, goat ghost. Ghost Hitler. Yeah, ghost Hitler. This one's From 1988. 88. It's in the Los Angeles area. All right, 88, Los Angeles. And this takes place in, like, a corporate high-rise tower. Okay. All right, like a skyscraper, you know? Right, okay. Right. Those, those were big in the 80s. Sure, I mean, sure. And it's L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were everywhere. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, they're having, like, an office party. All right. Okay. And it's uh, it's a Christmas Christmas office party. It's Christmas Eve. Sure. Well, it's good timing on your part. Like. Yeah, yeah. that's why I thought you know okay, yeah, awesome. Christmas Eve is okay. coming up. So this made me think of this story. All right. That I read about once, and uh, it's an office Christmas party. Okay. But while they're having a party, the building is overtaken by a group of terrorists. Uh, and the, Joel, Joel, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? It's a German terrorists take over the party, and what they're there to do is they're trying to steal six hundred and forty million dollars of bearer bonds. So they take the entire office party hostage. This isn't, this isn't a the entire the the the, the skyscraper is empty except for this office. You know they're having this giant party. Uh-huh. I mean, like there's pregnant chicks, people are doing coke. Sure. You know it's a it's an '80s party, right? And it's taken over by terrorists. And they're there to steal the bear bonds. But what they don't know is that at the party yeah. is an off-duty New York City police officer. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. And can I take a guess at something? Take a guess? Is he there to see his estranged wife? Yeah. The, the New York City police officer. Joel, this is, this is fucking diehard. No, he's there to see his estranged wife. Joel, this is diehard. He's in the bathroom when the terrorists come. This is fucking diehard. So he hears them and he hides. Does he have his shoes off? Is he barefoot? Have you seen? Have you read this uh, book too? The story? It's based on. I read the book. It's based on a true story. This is. So he's in the bathroom when the terrorists How break do you in. Have so many pages. Okay. And luckily for him, though, he's able to con- the contact a police officer, an LA police officer on the outside named Al. Yeah. Al Pal. Uh, okay. And I saw pictures in the book. You gotta think of like Carl Winslow from all Family right, Matters. Joel, Joel, I gotta stop you. This is fucking diehard. What are all those pages of no? Is that just the, the it's, script? It's it's the script to Die Hard. What is, what's going on, buddy? Why'd you? 
I thought maybe you hadn't seen it, and I just wanted to come with the story. Die Hard's my favorite movie of all time. All right. Are you okay? All right. I made that one up, but I have another story. I have a backup story. You have another story. Okay. This one takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. This one takes place in Chicago at the airport. Uh, No, no, we're not. No, that's Die Hard uh, too. Die Hard. All right. I have I have another story. No. What's your other story? (laughs) This one. New York. Yes. Does he have like a black friend? Well, sure. Doesn't Name everybody? Zeus? Yep. We're not doing this. Cause the fourth. Actually, I don't know we're the fourth story. We're going to an ad. <laughs> okay. And we're going to be right back with a real fun oh, story man. and not die hard. His name's John McClane. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. So, any more stories? All right. This one's about a guy that was in a train crash, okay. but he didn't get hurt, even though everyone else died. Now this sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. Well. As Bruce I, Willis. I could talk about Bruce Willis movies all day, <laughs> oh, yeah. to be honest. He's good. But that's not what this podcast is about. Okay. This podcast... Well, this podcast is... I'm sorry. I mean, you were you tried. I did. You brought You brought a book. You have so many books. I was like, I bet Cash has never this seen a movie. This is one of my books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Die Hard script that I own. I don't know how I didn't recognize that. Yeah, you really should have like known that Die Hard was... I mean, I think I have like five copies over there. Yeah. Of the poster. Oh, I'm wearing a shirt that says Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, you movie. are. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, the past two episodes have been about murders. And uh, there's some deaths in this story. But for the most part, this is a lighthearted affair. <laughs> so, uh, Other than the death, it's pretty chill. Deaths. So... Uh, we're gonna go. That's how I describe the Bible to people. I'm like, other than all the deaths and everything, other it's pretty than good. The deaths, the uh, <laughs> the plagues, the incest, yeah, the plague, sure, uh, yeah, like the random almost killed my. Kid. I actually never recommend the Bible to anybody. I'm either. sorry. No, uh, I mean, if you I mean, need... if you got like a wobbly table and it's really Perfect wobbly, board. yeah, a bunch of pages. Yep, a bunch of pages. You need to let's let's just let's stop. Probably. <laughs> uh, so. We are going to uh, head to uh, 1915. Okay. Right after World War One. I'm getting in my time machine. That was the Great War. Yep. And uh, that was the first one. They didn't call it World War World War nope. One. They called it the it prequel. Yeah, they called it the Force Awakens, <laughs> I believe. Uh, and we are going to be in Australia. Oh. You got a you got an Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> um. Good day, mate. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, yeah, 1915, after World War One, WW1, <laughs> the Australian government was struggling to find its returning soldiers' employment. Uh, they decided that they would give the returning soldiers their own land so they could begin farming because uh, there weren't a whole lot of other jobs available at this time. So, basically just, uh, we got... <laughs> uh, over 5,000 soldiers They're returning from war No jobs are available They got nothing Here's some land Start farming, farming. And yeah. at this time In Australia uh, Wheat And uh, Sheep Which I'm guessing like uh, The uh, Was it like Cotton The cotton yep. Yeah whatever the fuck it is from the sheep Yeah Like wool. those were wool. wool There you go oh, Fuck cotton Cotton I was just like yeah sure That sounds right <laughs> uh, It's white and fluffy uh, wheat and wool were Australia's like two main imports. Wow. Or exports. Sorry. Yeah. Wheat, so, wool, wow. Wheat and wool, wow. Wool, wool, one. Uh, 
That's pronounced our W's. Yep. Um, and then the a few years later, uh, the Great Depression hit, and uh, their wheat and wool uh, took a took a pretty heavy Ooh. a heavy hit. Went downhill. So, uh, like I said, a little over five thousand soldiers were given plots of land that they convert convert into working farms, primarily to grow wheat and raise sheep on. By 1920, all of the good farming land was pretty much gone. And they were having trouble finding good farming land. So instead, the government purchased around 220,000 acres of land. Uh, and uh, that was all given. That was like basically good land. It was decent land. 220,000 was good land. Uh-huh. So after that, they were like, ah, shit. We still got a bunch of soldiers. Shit, mate. That need <laughs> crikey. That need uh, uh, land. So they beginning they began giving the right remaining soldiers uh, really shitty land in Perth, Australia. Oh, Perth. So it wasn't good for farming really, and uh, most of the soldiers who had received land were already having even the good land. They were already having a hard enough time farming on it because they weren't farmers so the they were pr- soldiers yeah. they were young when they went into the army you know they come back out they don't really know how to farm <coughs> and Depression that's the good hits. land so now you also got soldiers with shitty land and they're having even you know a harder time yeah. with all of this uh, so yeah they weren't uh, they were struggling to produce prosperous farms due to lack of experience and having to do so on barely usable land in 1929 the great depression hit and wheat prices and uh, wool prices plummeted, so the soldiers were basically fucked. Damn. Uh, and on top of all that, there was a giant bird problem. Wait, are you talking about, like, birds that are giant in size? That's the one. Or they have so many... Oh, okay. Well, Just, I both. Got both. Let's go with both. Giant birds. Yeah. The giant a, birds. There was a birds. giant, giant bird problem. Wow. So, uh... They were emus. Emus. Okay. I'm sorry. Not I'm emos. emo. There you go. Oh. You right there. So these weren't emos. These were emus. Okay. And uh, an emu. That's where emos go to college. But boom, boom, chink. Chink. Emu. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how much you know about an emu. Uh, not a lot. So their average height is about six feet tall. All right. I'm taller. You're taller. Yeah. So I'll fuck an emu up. I don't care. They're about 120 pounds. <laughs> So and then they can run at about forty miles an hour. Okay, that's a little faster so they can than probably w- outrun you. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, turns out they're also stubborn as fuck. Okay. And uh, as the story w- will go on, uh-huh. you may start to take back your confidence <laughs> in being able to beat the fuck out of one of these things. I think I could still break an emu's neck. Okay, as of right now. Okay, that's, that's good. If you're out there and you're an emu and you're listening to this. Fucking bring that shit, bird. Bring it on, emu. Yeah. I'm 6'2", bitch. Oh, shit. 260, bitch. Can run 20 miles an hour. Well, I can run about, no, I could probably run about five miles an hour. I was was giving you a lot of credit. Six miles an hour. So this thing's definitely going to run you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'll outthink it. We'll see. We will see. I hope I see an emu now. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope. I don't know. I came over here in a good mood. We're going to talk about Die Hard. I didn't realize Shit's going pretty good. And now you just throw these birds in my face, trying to make me feel like less less of a person because I can't keep up with the emu. 
I'm sorry. Go on. You Poss- good? Yeah. You good? Fuck. You gonna calm down? <laughs> I'm calm. Okay. Until 1922. Fucking six foot bird. <laughs> Until 1922, in Australia, uh, emus had been a protective native species, uh, but they had wreaked so much havoc on the wheat farms that they were officially reclassified as vermin. Ooh. So they went from protected to fucking vermin. Like, so emu ain't no better than a rat. Not not nineteen twenty two after nineteen twenty two yeah oh, okay they uh you know just basically said fuck you bird yeah fuck so, emu what they would do uh like they wouldn't they weren't only just eating all of the wheat but they would just lay on it and like flatten it and fuck it up that's just so, disrespectful yeah and like there would be a shitload <laughs> of them so these farmers Man. are by nineteen thirty two so we're jumping so nineteen twenty two they became vermin ten years later. There were 20,000 of them running around the farmlands in Western Australia, in Perth. So 20 fucking thousand emus, these giant goddamn birds, yeah. eating all of the crops that are Just laying around grow, on, Yeah, laying, laying on Laying around on them. Cocksuckers! <laughs> yeah. Real dickheads, really. Uh, what, did, what, what noise does the internet cow make? Emu. Emu. I don't know. That's not good. But see, they actually, like, so they usually had migrated... Uh, away, like they typically migrate, but they had decided for some reason in this time frame, like, hey, there's all this fucking wheat, yeah, because there's all these farmers all of a sudden. We're not going anywhere, we're staying right fucking here. So that was kind of why there were so many of them. Uh, they're stubborn. The ex soldiers were killing the birds by the thousands, but we're still not even putting a dent in the population. <sighs> Uh, at one point, they even put a bounty on their beaks. Cool. So, like, you know, kill one, bring back its beak. We'll pay it. And we'll pay it in wheat, I guess. I don't know what the fuck they would have to do. <laughs> uh, and eventually, the far- the ex-soldiers, the farmers, uh, ran out of ammo. So they couldn't keep fighting them because they didn't have any fucking ammo. Wow, it's like the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you only have so much until it's just like... They need a Eugene that can make bullets <laughs> and weapons and stuff. I quit watching at some point, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he was good in the comics for yeah. a while. I think he made some stuff. Uh, in 1932, they turned to the Minister of Defense, <laughs> George Pierce. So, like, they didn't, like... They just went right to the top. Yeah. Like, we got a we got an issue, and we need the Minister of Defense that would usually be handling, like, foreign countries yeah. invading us to get rid of these fucking birds. <laughs> hey, we got these birds. I wonder if they tried to hang little pie tins. You know, you ever see people that do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that would do anything to an emu. I don't think give a shit. No. Uh, they probably lay on them. They like pull said, them down and lay on they're them. They're stubborn as fuck. Fuck, I hate emus. I never thought about an emu before tonight. I, I and now where, I fucking hate them. Like, I know they're not a native species to America. Well, they better not but be. But I'm assuming there's some in zoos. <laughs> so you might want to try to get, like, a, try yeah. to take a, a tour of zoos. And the first one you run into, just be like, it's fucking on. Well, let's drive to Columbus right now. You're just, like, punching an emu in the face. <laughs> yeah. This is for Australia, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy, Aussie, that man! Aussie, Aussie. Oy, oy, that oy. man's punching the bird! You're next, kid! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, not everyone in the government was on board with going to war. With the <laughs> 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 Fucking hippies! <laughs> Fucking Democrat hippies! 
Or you just gotta let these birds eat all our wheat and lay around. <laughs> yeah, there was one guy over there who was like, let's build a wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they were like, this country was built on prison labor. Because uh, that was what Australia was. Uh, <laughs> I was. It was. Uh, so... <laughs> They stated that it was barbaric that they would start slaughtering their own national bird. Wait, wait, wait. Because, how, yeah. how does emu take... That was their national <laughs> bird? <laughs> By the way, the emu, national bird. <laughs> <laughs> the six-foot fucking tall dumb bird yeah. that just lays around on like, yeah, That's us. <laughs> was their national bird. Oh, not quite not the bald eagle. Not the fucking koala yeah. or the kangaroo. Well, those aren't birds. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking national animal. Uh, I'm going to let you take over because I feel awful. I can't believe I just did that. Are you sure a koala's not a bird? I, I mean, I I don't like having my phone out and want to record, so I'll have to Google it afterwards. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not a bird. I'm pretty sure I saw a commercial <laughs> where a kangaroo had wings. It drank a Red Bull first, but... <laughs> uh, Pierce, the, again, Minister of Defense, argued that they would be using machine guns <laughs> so it would be quick and painless. <laughs> which... I don't know if that's true. I don't know either. I don't think just because you're using a lot of bullets at once, it's <laughs> painless. Yeah. It may be quicker. Might probably scare them. <laughs> Machine guns are loud. Uh, and he said that it would be useful target practice for training yeah. for the soldiers. I wouldn't even need a machine gun. You're just using your fists. No, your you teeth. give you give me a spoon that I've whittled down to a <laughs> to a knife. Well, I'm not gonna give you one that you have. <laughs> yeah. And I'll take care of every emu that's uh, ever been alive holy shit that's a lot there was 20,000 in that's gonna, 1932 I'm you better not, get to whittling boy I'm dedicating my life <laughs> to going back in time and stopping these emus while you're back there could you find ghost Hitler <laughs> and find out what happened to the Hinter Kai factory yeah I will that'd be course. awesome let me know Yeah. Uh, then we'll do a podcast about cool. it cool uh, and he said that it would be really nice <coughs> to show that the government had taken action when called upon Yeah. which is that's a good point yeah. fair point uh, Pierce won the argument. and They machine gunned the fuck out of them birds. But before he would put the plan into action, he made the farmers uh, sign an agreement saying that they'd pay for the whole thing and that uh, Pierce would take no blame whatsoever if the operation failed or proved to be a mistake. So... What kind of confidence does that expire? <laughs> like, hey guys, before we start... If none of this works, like you guys are gonna be mad at me, right? Wash my hands of this. Uh, but I think it's gonna work. I'm pretty. I, but I think if we it got machine it, guns. Yeah, so they're only birds. Did they? Hey, did they have machine guns? Did anybody check? Do they have thumbs or? They fingers? have no machine. Yeah. We've got this. Yeah. Uh, basically, he knows. But just in case, let me. Just in case, though, uh, just sign this real quick before we start killing birds. He knows that this is an, an insane fucking thing that they're about to do. So he's already distanced himself. Yeah. Like, immediately, just like, hey, you know. So, on November 2nd, 1932, okay, here's where things get a little murky. Okay. The details. I found different uh, accounts. Some things you read, like, I found, like, uh, articles from the newspaper where this was happening. I found, like, uh, just, like, articles written about it. Now, like, currently... Sometimes you read that there was like an army unit, like an army division, and it makes it sound like there are multiple like emu unit. A bunch. <laughs> wow, that was good. I cannot. 
I'm gonna go now when you go back in time. Make them say they call themselves the E unit. E unit. Uh, sometimes it says there's like a whole group of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Other times it says it was uh, the main guy and two soldiers with the whittle so down. So three people out doing all this. <laughs> yeah. So I really don't know. Um, what I do know is that however many soldiers were out there, they were led by. And this guy is fuck. Australia knows how to name their goddamn like give their titles, give their uh, leaders titles. So stick with me while I say all of this. Okay. They were led by Major G P W Meredith of the Seventh Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery. It's a lot me, to fit on a name tag. But call me Ed for short. But call me Ed. Why Ed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> GPW Meredith. GPW Meredith. <laughs> How many names you got, fella? General. He's private. a major. He's not a general. <laughs> He's <laughs> all of them. Uh, they went into the district of uh, Camp. E unit. Sorry. They went into. They went into the. There's a lot more you can do with the word emu than there is emo. Yeah. So. Uh, they went into the district of Campion, armed with two machine guns, and the intent to kill 50 <laughs> emus. Uh, however many people were in this unit, they were joined by a film crew for the whole thing. Okay. So, they were like, hey, this is going to be so fucking cool. We got to film <laughs> That's this. how National Geographic started, actually. <laughs> Probably. Um, Someone heard, like, no, you're not doing that. Like, we have to film this. <laughs> so, their first encounter... They approach a large group of the birds in formation. Understand what I've been saying. They're fighting birds. <laughs> in formation. And they're staying in formation. Yes. Because it's this serious. Yes. Like, any other, I would say, bird war, <laughs> you just fucking go into willy-nilly. And these guys are like, everybody, formation! I wonder if they form, like, a, a the flying V. A flying V. I mean, well, they should have done something because they, Mighty ducks. they, uh, yeah, they approach this large group of birds in formation and begin firing their machine guns. The emus immediately split into smaller groups smart. and scatter in all directions. About 20 of the 50 emus were killed, but the overwhelming majority, uh, got away after one of the guns jammed. <laughs> So it's an issue when you bring two guns and one jams. Don't bring a gun to an emu fight. Especially first a jam one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still, first blood in the Great Emu <laughs> War had been drawn by the Australian Army. Meredith said. Meredith said. GPWA say seven. Meredith had said of the bird enemies. <laughs> this is bird enemies. Bird enemies. <laughs> if we had a military division with the bullet carrying capacity of these birds. It would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. <laughs> so he's putting over his opponent. So he thinks that they're not missing these birds. It's just they're hitting them. But them birds aren't. Emus are like. Psh. Well, we're going to get to that. Because there's an interesting point <sighs> about that. Now I want to ride an emu. Can you ride emus? See, here's my whole thing. Uh, like, at some point in this war... I would have just started riding them, and I would have made them... Those are my new tanks. Yeah. They can run 40 miles an hour. They're apparently invulnerable. And you're on a giant fucking bird. Your enemy sees you. They're like, what the fuck is happening? But what if the birds, like, 
start fighting against you, and it's an immunity. Mutiny. Immunity. Mutiny. <laughs> I fucked it up. And they're probably just going to lay down. Like, they're probably just going to sit <laughs> yeah. and shit. Uh, two days later, the army unit stayed hidden in an area where a thousand-some emus were nearby. <sighs> they waited patiently, and as soon as the birds came close enough, the gunners opened fire at close range. After killing just 12 emus, both machine guns jammed. <laughs> and once again, the majority of the birds escaped. Emus 2, Australian Army 0. I'm kind of rooting for the emus now, okay? I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm kind of, I'm hoping that the emus are finally going to be like, hey, they're guns jammed again. So, like, these Do you guys, guys just want to kill them? These guys got nothing. Yeah, like, what if we killed them and laid on them? Hey, remember that guy that time traveled and left all those spoon knives? <laughs> yeah. Everybody put one in your beak. We're going killing. Uh, an army recruit was quoted as saying, The emus have proven that they are not so stupid as they are usually considered to be. Each mob has its leader, always an enormous black-plumed bird standing fully six feet high, who keeps Ooh. watch while his fellows bury, busy themselves with the wheat. At the first suspicious sign, he gives the signal. And dozens of heads stretch up out of the crop. A few birds will take fright. I'm pretty sure he meant flight. <laughs> Starting a headlong stampede for the scrub. The leader always remaining until his followers have reached safety. Aww. So, I mean. So, because they don't want to die, they're like, they're smarter than what we thought. They don't walk right towards our machine guns. Or these emus are organized. Yeah. And intelligent. Well, a lot of animals are. And they're I mean, not fucking around. No. They're here to stay. Major Meredith's next plan of attack was to gun the birds down from moving vehicles. <laughs> they quickly found out that they couldn't aim properly <laughs> between being in a moving vehicle that'll, that'll and the birds some... moving at a fast pace. If the birds would just stay still, It'd why they... Yeah. Even worse, the only bird they killed that day was one that managed to get tangled up in the vehicle's steering equipment, causing it to crash through a nearby fence and destroy the property and destroy that person's property. Kamikaze them. So these vehicles, I couldn't find a lot of pictures of this. Yeah. Because I'm assuming Australia had them wiped off the face of the earth embarrassment. <laughs> but the vehicle, like, just imagine a Jeep with like no real roof to it. Uh-huh. So like this bird Safari. Like a safari yeah. jeep. Yeah. So this bird somehow just got his dumb, stupid neck in there probably. And next thing you know, we're going off and it dies that way. Uh, at this point, Parliament is getting tired I'm of the entire amused. deal. <laughs> Parliament's not either. <laughs> I wish I would have put that. Parliament is not <laughs> amused, as I wrote a few days ago before Joel got here and said it. Uh, one politician, <laughs> I love this part, one politician <laughs> asked if the army fighting this war would be receiving any medals. <laughs> to which another politician, politician replied that any medals made should rightfully go to the emus yeah. who have won every round so far. The emus have won me over. It was reported that Major Meredith's army had used 2,500 rounds of ammunition so far, Jeez. which was 25% of the allotted total, <laughs> and had only killed around 200 emus so far. The, mis the Minister of Defense, George Pierce, feeling embarrassed, was about to call the whole thing off, but the farmers asked him to keep sending help. He agreed, and a second campaign began. Uh, 
a month into this new campaign, it was reported that 100 emus were being killed a week. So they regrouped. Okay. Got their shit together. Yeah. Put those shitty guns away. And they're like, let's get two goddamn different guns. Because these ones are clearly fucked. Fuck yeah. Well, and they're back at it. So like, I feel like someone stood up like, these are birds, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, like, one guy yeah. was like, what are we doing, guys? Yeah, like, can we fucking... We're the fucking Australian army. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know we've never done anything in history to matter yet. We can't lose the birds. No. We just made it through World War One. goddammit. Yeah. So, I wonder if, like, you're in the trenches, and one of these giant fucking birds, though, like, is just right there, and you've got a jam machine gun. I mean, it's got to have, like, talons, I would assume. Your right? machine gun? No, like, the <laughs> bird. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a fucking, this is an enemy that could fuck you up. It could. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if any of these soldiers, like, had, like, flashbacks years later to the fucking emus. emus. After a thousand emus had been killed, Pierce declared it a victory and it ended the campaign. Like, all right, we got a thousand. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, they know what's up. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I'm dying. Hold on. <coughs> I'm back. Oh, uh, man, I thought you were going to die. Clo- it was close uh, there. I started looking around your room like shit I was going to take. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, more than anything, this was due to the fact that they, fi- here you go, that they figured out it was taking at least 10 bullets to kill every e- to kill an emu. So these things are just absorbing bullets and wow. being like, fuck you. Fuck you. They're John Wick. They're all 56. <laughs> or John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And they'd already burned through 10,000 rounds of ammo. But 19,000 of the 20,000 emus were still (laughs) alive. The Great Emu War was over. (laughs) And the emus had won. The emus kicked ass. The emus continued wreaking havoc on the farmers for years. In 1934, two years after victory was proclaimed (laughs) by George Pierce... The Perth government introduced a bounty system and were forced to pay for it, leading to 57,000 emu deaths in that year alone. So as soon as you start offering some money... Well, these Them Australian rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Western Australia continued to pay the bounty until 1999, when the emus once again became a protected species. Today, the emu is on the Australian coat of arms alongside the kangaroo, and its population is estimated to be between 600 and 700,000. Wow. So, that was the Great Emu War. It's one of my favorite stories ever. I liked it. Because how fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they killed a thousand. Like, we won. We, we did it, guys. Uh, but, but birds can't talk. So. Well, that's even worse for the army. <laughs> because now, like, it's not even like you kill a thousand... And, like, you're hoping that the birds are telling each other, like, oh, fuck, these guys are serious. Yeah. Like, they can't even tell each other that. They don't know the other ones have been dying. No. So they're just like, whatever, guys. That's... I I would love if this happened today. I would love it if, like, all of a sudden, because of Trump, <laughs> we were, like, fighting <laughs> fucking pigeons yeah. for some reason. <laughs> it's just so crazy that they couldn't kill more than a thousand birds. It took ten bullets to take down ten, the emu. So are you still that confident? And yeah, your oh, emu yeah. fighting ability. Oh, yeah. All right. What do they say? One spoon knife to every ten bullets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what's tattooed on my dick. What? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> your dick. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I can't think of a more ridiculous war 
I can't either. A war against the giant bird. I'm going to read about so much emu stuff tonight. Don't. At some point, you're going to be listening to My Chemical Romance. And oh, yeah. Be like, ah, fuck, I went in a different direction. So, yeah, I hope you guys dug the uh, the great emu war story. Die hard. Like I said, I didn't want and to die hard. The very original story Joel brought. <laughs> Uh, like I said, there was, oh, some... there was, he also had a limo driver in the basement. Let me guess. Plaid? Plaid. Was his name Plaid? Argo. Was it Argo or Argyle? It was Argyle. What's Plaid? Well, because Argyle is like a pattern. Oh, I didn't so know plaid. that. Okay. You know what? These Cut are, this part out. These are advanced jokes. <laughs> okay. And you just don't understand. I got stupid puns about emus. I don't. You have not seen Die Hard enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name was Argyle, not Argo. I, don't, I thought it was Argyle. It was Argyle. Oh, what'd I say? Argo. I don't think I did. You did. Okay. That's, it's, it's one wax. Okay. So. Well, we'll, we'll melt it down and check it out. I have to make sure now that his name is uh, Argyle, because so, I could be wrong about that. Josh is on his phone now looking at porn. Die Hard porn. <laughs> Die Hard. Oh, I'm going to go to Pornhub now. <laughs> Die hard porn. It's gonna be uh, like we're like his stepsisters there at the party. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Argyle. Okay. So you know, fuck like it. I said, Argyle. With your Argo. Sorry. That's a Ben Affleck movie. I meant to say Argo. Ar- see, Argyle is what I meant. Mm-hmm. I'm all messed up from emus. You could read the the uh, you could just watch the movie Argo with Ben Affleck, and then tell me that story because it's a true story at least. How about Fargo? Well, that would be good too. I will. That's not a true story, but. I'm gonna watch it's all based th- on multiple I'm gonna stories. watch all three movies at once. Argo, Argo, and, and Die Hard. And Ar- and there's another one. There's like an animated Cargo. Dog movie. There's, I think there's a movie called Cargo. Sure. This episode's Cargo. going really well. And let's just let's just think of words that end with go. Go. Let's not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was a few deaths. I yeah. told you there'd be some deaths. Yeah, there were like a thousand of them. Birds. Well, then there was like fifty-seven thousand more. Once bird I got the bounty. A lot of bird deaths. Unfortunately, no Australian Army members died, which would have really... Maybe. I mean, maybe someone did. That could have been what really happened, was like, they lost a bunch of soldiers. They were like, let's just say there was two of us. (laughs) Like, hey, guys, let's cut this shit out. We won! You you people filming, you gotta fucking quit. We won! Cut. Cut. Uh, Next week, I don't know if we'll have an episode. It's Christmas. New Year's. Um, There's like New Year's happening. I may be spending Christmas... Day, evening, uh, and then the day after that in a psych institute for my job. Okay, cool. So, uh, See you there, buddy. Between that and uh, just Christmas yeah. things happening, I don't know if we'll have time to record. So, if not, we'll be back the following week. Build up some suspense. And bring our first episode of 2020 yep. to you guys. So, And we'll get back into some murder. See you guys next year. I knew it. See you guys in a decade. I was hoping in the back of my head (laughs) that we were going to get out of here. Nope. Without that joke. Not. You got a lot of brown stuff on, I just noticed. Hat and... Are you feeling the... Hat and hoodie. Statistically, or mathematically. They're they're alive. They're still alive. They're in the hunt. Well, there's a lot that's got to happen. They've got to beat the Ravens again. Yeah. And then the Steelers got to lose. There's a bunch of... Yeah, a lot of teams got to lose, and then they have to win. Beat the... They have to win out. I think they out. have to win out. Yeah, which won't happen. Steelers have to lose. Yep. And then maybe Titans have to lose. There's someone else have to have to lose as well. But they're they're, they're It's alive. honestly pretty impressive. I mean, they're not 1-15. They're not 0-16. Yeah. I don't... It's pretty impressive that they're, like, still alive, because the Ravens are fucking phenomenal this yeah. year. And, like, they beat them. 
Yeah, they, they beat him handedly. I mean, it was during the, like, three-week time when uh, Lamar Jackson was being told to stay in the pocket. Yeah. So there was, like, a weird – but still, it was impressive. It was. They right? beat the Ravens. So. They play him Sunday. Is that the, yeah. Yeah. I thought there was a game tonight. You just, just got to leave it all on the field, give it 110%, you know. Hit people with your helmets? Yeah. I'd say if they just knock out the whole team with helmets. They, I think if they can score more than the other teams, it really is going to help them win. I do feel like most games come down to who scored the most touchdowns. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, who played better? Who played? Who who left it on the field? That's right. What does that mean? <laughs> leave it all. Leave it all out there. They gotta come off the field though. <laughs> no, you leave it. So if you just stay on the field longer, leave it out there. Than the other team. Leave win, it on the field. Is that what that means? Leave it on the field. <laughs> so <laughs> leave it on the field. But if I could just ask, <laughs> does that mean leave it on the field? <laughs> I don't know what it means. What percentage should you give? 110. 110, all right. Yeah, every time. Who's your uh <laughs> who's your so who's your Super Super Bowl? Super Bowl predictions. Pick. Let's do that now. All right, let's do that right now. Right before, before the new year. All right. Let's go ahead and From say the, what they are. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the NFC first. I think that's going to be the Seahawks. Okay. And I think the AFC is going to be the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs win. Okay. I'm going Ravens and 49ers. All right. And Ravens winning. I feel like there's no. Whoever leaves it all out on the field. Whoever leaves it all out on the field throughout the playoffs and then in the Super Bowl, they're going to win it. Yeah. So if they just stay on the field longer, they <laughs> just got leave this. it out there. <clears throat> Look at that. We talk bird deaths. Yep. And football. And football. This podcast has got it all. We haven't talked about wrestling, have we? Uh, not in a while. That's weird. You know why? Why? Because what the fuck's happening in wrestling that matters? Nothing. Nothing. There's no emus. There's no emus in wrestling. There's no murder. I've always said that. They need a murder story. We line. need an emu character. Yeah. Joel, <laughs> would you like to be the, the great emu? emu? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's me. I'll book you against an Australian fella. All right. Let's find one of those. Crikey! Crikey! <laughs> He just says that over. That's his name. Yeah. Crikey. Crikey. We need to stop. Yeah. So everybody, I uh, we hope you have uh, whatever the fuck you celebrate. Yeah. Have it. Have a good one. Yep. Leave it all out on the field. <laughs> Leave it all out on the field. <laughs> Leave it all out on whatever holiday you're celebrating. I think with that, that's all we got to say. Yep. Uh, until next year. Until next decade. <laughs> I hate you. We're out of here. Bye.